0: No, like the days pass by so quick that before you know it, you're like, wait, this is like quarantine day 50. Is it? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Oh, they got Craig Jones coming in.
1: Oh, is that right?
0: That is correct. What'd you do today? Stay in work out? Nope, not yet. I'm gonna. Oh. What's up, guys? Craig What's Jones. What's up, big dog? How are you guys going? We're doing no, pretty
1: good. We're doing good.
0: What are you uh, on, a phone or a computer? He's, on, he's on an iPad, you idiot. Yeah, if you go long ways, it'll change your uh video. It'll change it. I actually just
2: ended up using the phone, so I should go.
1: Yep, there you go.
0: Oh,
2: look at that. That's better?
0: Yep. Go. So, Craig Jones, go. welcome to Menace and the Man. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. We're joined by, you're Australian, right?
2: Australian, yeah.
0: One of the best grapplers in the world. He happens to be Australian. Dude, <laughs> Australia is coming up in a big way these days.
1: Huge. Between MMA. Alowski, or not not Alowski, Uh Volkanovsky, Craig Joe.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we go, well, Robert Whitaker was on a tear as well.
0: Yeah. And now where is Adesanya? Adesanya is New Zealand, right? Yeah, I think
2: Nigerian born, but uh, moved into New Zealand. Auckland later and on. Now-
0: and now
1: New Does Zealand- Australia accept him as their own Or like, no, fuck that, you're New Zealand uh,
2: I think to the rest of the world We claim New Zealand is But there's still a rivalry between the two countries
0: Yeah, like worldwide They're cousins, but locally It's like, nah, fuck that guy <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Exactly
0: So coming off a huge win Versus Vinny Magalese I believe that's how you pronounce it at Submission Underground Did he break his leg?
2: yeah so so it's kind of fucked up he's been living and dying by that leg logs don't work so moniker he's created because he had matches with what gary tonen and gordon and he just didn't tap i believe he ate some damage in all those uh heel hooks but just nothing catastrophic but then um when i got him in a heel hook on what was it sunday afternoon it ended up i don't know what it did to his ankle or his knee but ended up uh fracturing his fibula so completely Broke his leg in half.
0: Yeah, like, bro, after the match, like, Submission (sighs) Underground, and you posted, like, a little video of you guys talking, and he showed how flexible his ankles are. Like, his ankle is ridiculously flexible as is, but, like, it was the other way.
2: Yeah, so uh, it did a full 360. and Sorry, it did a full 180, and I was looking at it, and I could see his bone sort of protruding through his skin, but it didn't break the skin. But he said he didn't (laughs) feel anything.
0: I Yay! think that's the machismo. He was like, "Nah, I'm good." He was like standing on it. I was like, "How the fuck is he standing right now?"
2: Yeah, I don't know. He's crazy, man. He said he goes. I usually take pops in the gym, and he's like, "It doesn't usually hurt." So, like, when I hit the, I actually put him in two heel hooks, both on the same leg. The first one sounded like a gunshot going off, and he didn't even didn't even flinch. And then we kept going, and I put him in another one, and this time it was like it did the full 180 looking just horrific and i and while i was going for it on him he's his ankles the wrong way around he's trying to attack me i was like this guy's crazy
1: he's insane that's insane
2: yeah it's it's disgusting right and then i then he slipped out of that and then we had like a brief discussion i was like uh i was like bro you sure you want to go on he's like yeah it's already fucked but then we ended <laughs> up we, we ended up stopping anyway i think it started to sink in
0: Yikes. I like that though He's like yeah it's already fucked And yeah like you guys were talking That's like the The internet's wondering right now What were you guys saying back and forth People I saw a couple of people write like Man I wish they were mic'd up So we would know what they were saying
2: Oh yeah I think usually we would have heard of it But we got the strange setup Due to the quarantine But I was just I just kept asking him After the first hill hook I was like damn man you're a savage Because I knew it broke But I don't think he completely knew And then after the second one I was like I was like dude that's It's really bad Like, I was, like, thinking, I don't know if this guy is not aware of how bad I
1: will. I have no problem taking it off. Just I'm letting you know that. Like, I will take it. It's up to you. You have a chance to back out now. Yeah,
2: I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because, like, I did two on that ankle. If he had said he wanted to continue, I was planning to go for the other one. So I was like. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was a verbal tap, the way that you, like, let go and, like, went like that. I was like, oh, he verbally tapped? And then he was like, no, we're, we'll keep doing this. And then you, you said something, like, you must have been like, yo, it's fucking broken. Like, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, it's it's really bad. And then he goes to the referee. He's like, dude, how long? Because it's only a five-minute match. He's like, how long until overtime? And I was thinking, this guy's crazy. He wants to go to the overtime rounds where you start in an arm or back. But actually, afterwards, he told me he just wanted to last – the regulation period and then skip out of the overtime. But I, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe how calm he was with a broken leg.
0: Now, have you ever – I'd imagine you're very good at the leg locks. You, you fucked up some ankles in your time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one's probably, to be honest, not even the worst one. Probably the worst one I ever did was a a knee bar. We had a we had a tournament called uh, Quintet, and there was a bunch of uh, Lithuanian Sambo guys, and it was like Sambo versus Jiu-Jitsu. And this was just um, uh, not even a professional athlete. I think he was trying to be an MMA fighter, but he came in and he just, because it was it was sort of like a last man standing. It was like, if you submit your opponent, you keep going, you could potentially run through a whole team. I yeah. put this guy in a knee bar and he just wanted to wanted to tough it out. Like he wanted to survive, for, I don't know, for his team, like some tough Russian kids. And that one went completely the wrong direction. That almost looked like, I don't know, like something would happen in a car crash. But for the most part, if I do get the heel in competition, usually there's like a, A minor injury but usually dudes don't let it go that that far
0: at this point people know who you are they know what's up
2: yeah i mean it's got to be it's got to be really important like i feel like if it's like uh adcc world championships or something and you're up on points you might uh you might eat it but i mean i'd probably eat a pub ankle or a pub knee but a broken leg something else
1: have you been on the other end of that spectrum like that bad
2: not, not yet, but I'm I'm sure that day's coming. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: All right. Uh we'll we'll ask a few more like uh kind of like competition questions, mentality stuff, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. We're we're a different show over here, you know. We like to fuck around and usually you know, stands like six beers deep and fucking high, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh so because I don't really follow jujitsu like Crazy, you know what I mean? I'm I'm into it. Obviously, I had to for, for MMA. And uh you become a fucking huge name over like in my eyes. I mean, again, I don't follow you. I'm sure you've been on the top for a while, but like I've been seeing you a lot over the last like six months, maybe a year, you know.
0: Um we're talking to like one of the, the best right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's like the, the mindset when you go in there? It's just like, ah, if, like, I can't lose, or is there a lot you put a lot of pressure on yourself, or just fucking going there and have fun? What's the
2: Uh, it's difficult I guess because there's so many different rule sets so like sort of the confidence will match the particular rule set I'm in like for me I'm more along the lines of like uh, a submission guy whereas there are other guys out there that are more like uh, points 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 guys so it's like if I'm in a points tournament I probably find that a lot more stressful because a guy can pick up two points and then try to ride it ride the clock down I much prefer like uh, the way like Chael does it where it's it's a five-minute no-points period, and then you basically have to start in bad positions, which can be kind of scary because it's like a guy can start on your back where he hasn't earned the position, or a guy can start on your arm where he hasn't earned the armbar position to sort of decide a winner.
0: I like that, though, the EBI rules, just so you, there's a clear winner instead of this sub or draw.
2: Yeah, yeah. It forces uh, jiu-jitsu to decide who's the real winner, you know, because like it's like someone could someone could shoot a takedown and then ride the clock for 10 minutes. But I guess like if you're stuck in, if a guy's got your back and you get to take his back and whoever gets out quicker or finishes, it's just, who's the better finisher really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. After this quarantine's over, I'm looking to maybe dabble back into competition, do a little jiu-jitsu. So I feel like I'm probably going to be more of a points guy.
0: Yep. I think you'd be an overtime guy, Menace. You're probably going to,
1: Like just outwork them, get some points, be strong, hang on tight.
2: It's uh, it can be tough with Chael Sonnen's rule set to uh, to sort of outwork him because it's like just you only got five minutes and then each overtime round's only two minutes, so it's like uh, it's hard to really grind someone out in such like a short period of time.
1: You gotta you just gotta go for it, get after it and go for it.
2: Yeah, but yeah, basically you just basically really gotta be uh, good conditioning for those overtime rounds because it's like and that's what he's to on.
0: A good game plan was Austin Vanderforts versus the Boogeyman. He kind of yeah. like competitive well competitive that was, that was impressive yeah very impressive competitive uh regulation and then it was as if he game planned for that overtime so he was just going to get the the riding time and then he just went for that head and arm choke and i was sh- shocked the boogeyman's as good as it gets on the ground
2: oh yeah Every, i mean especially because like uh boogeyman's a 10th planet jiu guy and they developed that rule set the uh, ebi overtime rule set And i know those gyms those guys train maybe fifty percent of their training just doing the overtimes. So for Austin to come in as an MMA guy and be able to take him out, it was pretty yeah. It was shock, shocking.
0: Yeah, yeah, very impressive. And they 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 started doing odds on these grappling matches. So they he was a three to one underdog in that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I told I was look, before that match. I remember saying to one of the other 10th Planet guys there, I was like, I'd probably bet the bet the house on Boogie Man here because Boogie had just beaten Jake Shields. And yeah. Jake Shields had beaten Austin Vanderford in the same rule set, but it was a very close match. Austin and uh, Jake Shields.
0: I think Austin's one of those guys. He's pretty like people underrate him, I guess, because he's married to Paige Van VanZant. But he's a fuck. He's a killer. Yeah, he's a beast, man. Grappling Super and Super an athletic. Enemy. Yeah. Like Dennis Six asked close me. To Dennis asked me how he won, and I was like, "Head and arm go, like, oh, God, he just Hulk it." I was like, "Pretty much, yeah. Like he just."
2: Go- yeah, from Halfka. That was that was crazy. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. So yeah,
0: yeah. Bo- Boogeyman probably thought my head's about to fucking explode or my jaw's gonna break or something because that was a fucking squeeze.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? Actually, that squeeze was so strong. Right, sometimes when you get choked, you don't go out, but it's sort of uh, you're a bit cloudy afterwards. So I don't know if they caught it on camera, but after as Boogeyman tried to walk out of the cage, he missed the step. And stepped in between the steps, exiting the cage, and almost broke his leg. Like exiting, (laughs) he was still out of it.
0: I heard that commotion, but they didn't show that on camera. Yeah, you heard him fall, but they didn't show. Oh, it it was
2: yeah, it was it was vicious. I don't maybe they don't have it on camera anywhere, but I I thought he broke his leg exiting.
0: So you're like (laughs) Chael's guy right now. Chael's his show is kind of built around trying to bring people in to take you out, or at least hang with you.
2: Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. That's sort of the, the agreement we came upon. He's just trying to find some uh, some sort of big names, uh, some exciting grapplers and stuff to to throw down. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of traditional Jiu-Jitsu guys don't like that rule set, that uh, no points um, EBR overtime. So sometimes it can be tough to get um, particular opponents. But uh, what's funny is right now during quarantine, is the only show running, only show paying anyone. So all those guys that typically wouldn't want to do it Hitting him up and doing social media callouts like nonstop.
1: You need, a, you need a couple of dollars. Yeah. When did you start doing jujitsu?
2: Shit. Probably like 12, 13 years ago, way back uh, in Australia.
0: Man. And now you're still young too. How old are you? 28. Yeah. Do you
2: drink protein? Do I drink protein? I don't actually. I probably should. I'm pretty lazy. You don't? No. <laughs> what are you drinking there?
1: A uh, little soft fleet. My my, I went to uh, I did a uh, overseas uh, like thing for the troops, and I met this uh, like Navy Seal guy. He's not Navy Seal, but he's like fucking special ops soft, you know, special operations forces. And like his side thing is like it's called sp- sp- soft fleet, and they do like proteins, they do like different workouts, fucking gear. It's pretty dope. And, like, I don't know, I met him, he just kind of, like, picked me up a little roster, sends me protein, shit. that. I'm like, man, all right, I'm with this. And he's oh, badass.
2: Nice. Yeah, those guys work out hard, those military oh, guys, hey.
1: Yeah, they're like, I just do steroids and fucking work out. And
2: fucking <laughs> <hard."> <laughs> the TRT soldiers.
1: Yeah. Hey, I mean, listen, the top guys defending fucking my country and shit, my well-being, yeah, I want you fucking juice to the gills. <laughs> I want you goddamn being fucking robot.
2: Yeah, that's for the damn sure. I'll give him everything. Yeah. So you give have
1: everything. a girlfriend and shit, right? What's that? You have a girlfriend?
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh I'm married. It helps me out. Oh, um, you're married? I'm a married man, yeah. We oh, sort of sped you, up man. sped up the process to get into the into the US.
0: Oh Ooh, hi- hypothetically. Hypothetically. That might be illegal. Hypothet- might be illegal. No, no, no,
2: real real marriage. Real marriage, you know what I mean? But uh real relationship, but uh sped up. It's hard but to you, get into this you- country.
1: Because I see you sometimes in, in uh, Henzo's, right? Yep, yep. And, but are you in California most of the time, or?
2: No, so um, probably two, three months ago, I made the move full-time to Henzo. so I'm out here in okay. New York tra- training with, like, uh, Gordon and Nicky Rudd and Nicky Ryan and stuff. Obviously, oh, so uh, you
1: know my, my buddy KC, Kyle Salmanera?
2: Yes, yeah, the wrestler, right? He's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, we did some training together recently in Miami. Uh, The guy that runs ADCC organized a big training camp and broke high in as one of the the wrestling instructors. So I got to train with him a bunch. It was awesome.
0: The one Cejudo was at too, right? That's the one, yeah. Yeah. That was a room full of studs. Steve Marco, Cejudo, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, Marco, man. That guy's
2: a a scary guy. He comes in looking like a homeless man and just beats the shit out of all of
0: us. He's a bear. (laughs) He's a bear, and he's one of those guys too who um, I'm pretty sure he trained under Laborio, and he had always good jiu jitsu instruction for a heavyweight. So he's got some skills on top of being a world class wrestler. I'm pretty sure wasn't he? He was an Olympian menace. I think so. Yeah, and he was national champion. But like, he was his thing was he was just fucking mean.
1: You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, are there are there jiu jitsu guys out there? Like, dude, like that guy's an asshole.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. uh...
1: uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean,
2: obviously, Pal Hara is probably that guy, but like Wagner Hosha, Wagner Hosha is that guy that's a grappling it's match, but he's he like, hurt you. yeah, he's throwing neckties, super hard, slapping you around the head and stuff. He's sort of known for that.
0: Well, he does yeah. the combat jiu too, right?
2: Wagner does, yeah. But every match with Wagner sort of turns into combat jiu a little bit.
0: Yeah.
2: He actually, he actually just called me out today, so I think... Uh,
0: Everyone's I calling you out.
2: Potentially might be the next uh, Submission Underground match.
0: What about Lovato That's me.
2: Lovato, I don't think the Lovato is going to go through. I think he uh, he said he wants a bit more time with the uh, quarantine, can't really train.
0: Oh, uh, because yeah, he was hitting Chael up saying, "I want that, I want that smoke," and then Chael was like, "We're going to get you that. We we got that for you."
2: <laughs> that, yeah, that would be a cool match. I think potentially a bit further down uh, later in the year, maybe when he can get a full camp in, that'd be awesome.
0: So, is anyone? You could answer it. You don't have to. Is anyone tapping you out at Henzo's?
2: Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Gordon Ryan beats the shit out of me every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I. Him and, the best grapplers in the world are either Craig Jones, Gordon Ryan. Gordon has size on you, though, right?
2: A little bit, yeah. Not as much as uh, you'd hope with the beatdowns he's given me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then a little bit smaller, it's like with Hoffa Mendez, who doesn't really do it no more, Cobrinha but
2: Yeah, or Hodja Gracie back in the day, he was probably considered number one. Marcelo Garcia,
0: yeah, but Hodger's a big boy, so he's like it's almost like you got to separate it into two weight classes, like the old school UFC days, like under one seventy five and over one seventy five.
1: That's what they do for the absolutes, right? It's like the smalls to like the middle, and middle up to the heavyweight. Now,
2: some tournaments do that. ADCC just to a, a just a regular absolute, so any divisions could enter it, but I. I don't think ever a 66 kilo guys ever jumped in. 77 is usually the smallest.
0: Yeah, Gordon's a big boy. He'd be he'd be a tough matchup for anybody. Size-wise, because he's long, he's jacked as fuck, and he yeah. goes for anything. Yeah,
2: super, super jacked. And we we got like Nikki Rod as well. This guy's like probably two two forty five right now. Super quick, athletic guy, a nine man.
0: Now, Nikki Rod was your teammate in that. Submit, last submission underground right
2: that's it yeah yeah we we did the tag team match and actually i didn't even end up competing but i was gonna was say pre- you, <laughs> you became pre-
0: meme famous with that reach out
2: yeah this i was actually really sick i was sick for about two weeks and i was doing some seminar tour around the u.s so i don't know at the time maybe i had the corona maybe i didn't but i remember being so sick i was like i'll show up to the cage but nicky rod you gotta do everything
0: oh so that was the strategy i just thought nicky rod just didn't tag you in no, no, it, it messed up, right?
2: So it was like uh, just the tag team format just needed the rules to change a little bit. Like, uh, the, the idea was that the two guys wrestle in the middle and you try and drag the guy to your corner to tag right. your partner and then you double team him, right? But Vinny sort of negated that by running to his own corner and sitting down. And the plan for those guys was to, to wait for the overtime. So it sort of just made for one of the most boring boring matches ever. Well,
0: Vinny, too, you
1: got to throw in there. Too. Vinny's a stud. I'm thinking me and, me and Craig become a tag team, uh, you know, partners. And I'll be like, I can't reach. <laughs> Craig, read out, me. <laughs> oh, Who we won. Cool out to cool out. I did, you know, I tried my best. Couldn't reach <laughs> my hand, you know. Well,
0: <laughs> that could That's be an fun. interesting matchup. Get another jiu-jitsu guy and another MMA guy and Craig Jones and Menace.
2: Yeah. I like That'd it. be a fun way to do it, actually. Yeah, jiu-jitsu guy and an MMA guy jumping in together.
0: Yeah, we we got some ideas for you, Chael, because I'm sure because Menace, uh, you know Ryan Parsons who does the Submission Underground with Chael. Yep, yep. That's Menace's guy. That he was Menace's manager for years, and so Menace—that's where Menace is going once he starts training again. He'll probably do a Submission Underground.
1: Oh wow! Nice. Who do who do you
2: want, Dennis? Who are you looking for?
1: Who do I want? Let's. Ah. Frank, I used to, I used to. I mean, the one might be intro, maybe like Frankie Edgar or something like that. I don't know.
2: That'd be cool, yeah.
1: We're trying to, we're trying to bring names in it, right? And he's like, we the, we would have if we did one in New York, we wanted to bring him far, you know.
2: That that would that'd be a, that'd be a fun match.
1: Cause I actually well, back in the day when I used to go to Henzo's, he would be there too. We would get some rounds in and shit, you know.
2: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, who? Uh, Quinta. He did. He did a match with uh, Mike Perry at yeah. one recently as well.
1: Yeah. Are they throwing smoke at
2: each other now? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh Mike Perry was uh man, he showed up to the Wayne smoking a cigarette for that one.
0: <laughs> was it a cigarette or a joint? It was a cigarette. A cigarette. I, I thought yeah. it was
2: gonna be Nate Diaz style, but it was legit a cigarette.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Aya Quinta was like, I'm not fucking dealing with this, like someone blowing cigarette smoke in my face. And Aya Quinta like walked off from the face off. And then the match, you thought it would be a little more tension. The match was actually friendly. They touched hands and whatnot. Perry wound up winning the EBI rules, like the ride-in time, the overtime. But actually, they kind of fucked Al. Like al was
2: yeah, al- the, they he- messed it up big time.
0: Yeah, Al still had his back and was almost like going for a twister, and the referee stopped it.
2: Yeah, so it's like it's uh, still a legitimate submission threat, so the ref should have let it go. But, yeah. I mean, the referee – he he had a bad like in all the events we've done, usually not too bad, but just something about that night. He had an off night, a few a few bad calls for him. I felt I felt terrible. Was, the fans were going after him. I was going after him.
1: Because <laughs> Al's like, yo, I'll beat the shit. I'll come with the one second, I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> right? That's real
0: now. Yeah. Al yo, posted- I would
1: actually I would actually love
0: to see that fight. Al posted like you've already gotten smacked, and then you showed when he had a single leg and Perry was hopping around, and he did like the club to finish the takedown. <laughs> yeah, because Perry posted like him on Al's back, and was like, "Remember this, Al? You know, I already beat you." Blah blah blah. And then Al posted the smack video.
1: Where are right, let's say that, let's say that fight happens, uh, Stan? Where are you putting your money? Ooh.
0: Who wins that fight? Obviously, I'm rooting for Al, and I'm going with Al. I think Al is better technically, but the size could come into play. Perry's a big boy. What do you got, Craig?
2: Uh, yeah that is a really tough one hey perry is is pretty big having seen them both next to each other that definitely plays a i guess a bigger factor when punches are involved grappling get away with the size difference a bit more
1: because what 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 weight did they compete at for jiu-jitsu what was the weight
2: i they just do whatever really basically submission
1: underground submission
2: underground usually is just like yeah we'll do we'll do whatever will just trust the they're honest about their weight. Yeah. Or maybe think, they're, they're both lying about their weight.
0: Perry was a few pounds heavier. I a think few? Perry, Perry was in the 190s. I was in the 180s. Might have been 10 pounds. Oh, okay. But I think yeah, Al, but- Al's a better grappler, and I think Al's a better striker. Perry's You're going to tell
1: me if that fight goes in the third round, Al doesn't out.
0: I think Al would fucking. I think Al pieces him up, but I'm saying. I Perry would have way more of a gas tank. Yeah. We've never seen Al knocked out, so I'm not saying Perry's going to knock him out. Perry's got big power, so it's an interesting yeah. matchup. But I think Al technically fucks him up.
1: Yo, we got to get Perry on the show. That dude is all over the map. Yeah. I need him on the show. I'm gonna send him a message like yo man We need you on the show smoking a cigarette Shooting the shit <laughs> Like drinking a
0: 40 He'd be down on am
1: sure. Stan will smoke weed and drink 40s with you
0: <laughs> So now you've been at Henzo's for a few months How you liking that place How amazing is Henzo?
2: Henzo yeah he's, he's a legend I actually haven't seen too much of him During the quarantine really It's been yeah. pretty tough Obviously pretty tough to train taking a bit of heat online for training secretly during this time. But uh, that was mainly because Gordon posted a a photo online calling everyone not training a pussy, which brought a bit of heat to us. But uh, I imagine just about everyone sort of training in secret still right now.
0: Yeah, but New York is is where it's really rough, I guess, because there's so many people per square mile, especially in Manhattan. But other parts of the country, you could train. Like, I know they're still training in South Florida. They're still training in Chicago. There's some people still training in California. Arizona, I know. Like Cejudo had set up a little mini camp.
1: So, hey, yeah. so what, what's the difference between you know Craig and uh, Gordon training? I mean, they, they're they're essentially like coworkers, and then me going to work and you know next to my buddy who I'm with every day, and like you know we don't have our fucking mask on all the fucking time. Sure, we're not drip, sweating on top of each other, but. If if viruses can spread as much as it can, what's the fucking, you know what I mean? And the thing is, like, you're busting your ass so people have fucking something to watch while they're at home jerking off, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, as long as I, I think as long as the group's pretty small, like, and you're not really coming into too much contact with other people, like, fuck it. I mean, what uh, what is it? In uh, California, they have the snitch laws, so boogeyman. He was training, um, training for this match, and I think he said he only had a group of three. He was filming something for his website too, and someone called up, uh, called up the cops on him training at the gym. So when he left, there was a unmarked car that uh, gave him a summons to appear in court.
0: Yeah, I was telling you about that man. It's like some crazy. Yeah, shit. you like, did. Like, who does that? Like, who? Yeah. What kind of? Well, asshole? they get paid. Yeah, they
2: get paid for it over there. Eh?
0: That's insane. Really? That's insane.
1: Maybe maybe it was uh, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what make me win this match? If I throw him off.
0: No, I feel you like know, he's yeah, training that, to Austin a little bit. Yeah, I know.
2: That would be I, funny. I, hey, if, if after he got fined, Austin put up a photo on the phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so you've been in jiu-jitsu forever, right? Like, growing up did you get because I mean talking to Robert Whitaker he said he was scra- he was getting the fist fights all the time growing up what was it like for you like so we we like to ask our guests give us their famous street fight story and it could be a lie you can make one up right now that just sounds awesome if you want
2: Hypothetically. Make one up, um, Hypothetically. Hypothetically. well I, I I'll say I grew up uh grew up in the suburbs so it was a bit uh probably wasn't as tough I think Robert Whitaker probably had a lot more fights due to, I think he grew up in, uh, Western Sydney. So I think it was a little, a little rougher, but me, I have only ever had one street fight. And that was, um, when I was 18, I just got hit by a guy coming out of bar. And then we threw down for a bit and then he tried to run away. But in the heat of the moment, All I chased Back him. up,
1: back up, back up. You're jump. you're jumping a lot of shit here. I need, so. All right. Specific, Were you specifics. partying? Were you, were you booze? Or you're oh just yeah.
2: You party. Very fucked yeah. up. Very fucked yeah. up. Okay. And, um, there was a guy, obviously this other guy, this guy was he was fucking meth or something. This guy was shirtless, just fucking bang, hits me coming around the corner, and just we just start throwing hands at each other. Just and for no he, reason. This yeah, this guy was completely insane. But I was so angry that he hit me, I ended up chasing him blocks and blocks. I jumped over a fence, ripped my jeans to chase this guy. And it ended up oh, being so like Now a, you're now you're like, invested. I was invested. Yeah. I I chased this guy. He went down a wrong corner. It was like a horror movie and it was a dead end and he was trying to get into a door. But then, but then you're like, (laughs) but I just hit him once and then he started crying. So he was like all over the place. eh? So sort of a,
0: a bully that,
2: that was, that was, yeah. I mean, he started and he ended up crying, but it wasn't even a violent tussle or anything really. We barely got going.
0: Damn. Now, have you trained trained any striking during your career or just all jiu-jitsu? When I first
2: started, way, way back, I was more interested in doing MMA. But um, at the time, it was illegal in Australia. I think there was, I mean, even jiu-jitsu tournaments, there were very few of them when I first started. So it was basically me and my buddies just getting MMA gloves, just trying to knock each other out in the training room after or before jiu-jitsu. So no real formal training, but we would do MMA training in the jiu-jitsu gym.
0: Okay. Yeah, that so you've had it. Do you have any brothers?
2: I have an older brother, yeah. So it was obviously yeah. Some yeah. uh some fights with him, but yeah. Nothing too crazy.
1: One street You're, fight. the older brother, was No jiu-jitsu.
2: No, he All right, so me and him would train together, but it was it was always an unfair advantage cuz my brother's like 6'8 and I'm only like oh, 6 wow. foot. So so a real big brother growing up. And me and uh what was it? Me and him I went in a more serious direction in jiu-jitsu, and he went in a more serious direction with partying. So we went out separate ways, but he, he came back around. He still trains today.
1: Yeah. Who'd win who'd win in a, in a match? Uh, Gordon Ryan's younger brother or your older brother?
2: But yeah, Gordon Ryan's younger brother for sure. <laughs> Bro, he's Man, good. He gives me trouble. I, know. That I guys. just
1: I just I look at him, I see like what he does. I'm just I look at him, I'm like, no, that kid's not beating me. And then I oh, saw I, I didn't actually see what he did me right Fair, but I saw he beat your Fair. I'm just like, I don't, it's hard, I don't get it. You know? Well, You're oh, not I've like been, a looking.
2: I've been at the uh, I won't name any names, but I've been at the UFC Performance Institute Institute with Nikki Ryan. And obviously some of the fighters there that were doing the grappling with him had no idea who he was. And they were getting very, very angry. <laughs>
0: Oh man He's very innocent looking And then he's probably Popping your fucking ankle You're like Fuck this little kid
1: I need <laughs> Nicky Ryan On the show
0: That's He's a hard man To get an interview
1: with
2: This uh, Nicky Ryan he? All he does Is play Fortnite And go to the gym That's what That's we want To else. talk
0: about That's what we want you To can't... talk about
1: <laughs> So here's Here's what I'll do Here's what I'm gonna do Is I'm What Do you know What, si- what uh, system he's on
0: I'm not sure I will find right. out for you They got cross platform Now I'm, Menace I know that, Stan. So, what's the question? Why are you asking what system he plays on?
1: Just because I want to fucking know. All right. Are you gonna g- see what kind of person he
0: is? Like, is he like I was really gonna say new, on a PC, or is he like a loser like me on like a console? I was gonna say you're gonna judge him off of what system he plays. Yeah, uh, but uh, what well, I think with the move
1: is, is me we squad up and we just shoot the shit like that. We're we're playing the game and we're. You know, talking about fucking people up and shit, you know?
2: That's that's a good way to do it. That's the Thank way to get you. through to him. Thank
1: you.
0: Now, in your spare time, are you playing any video games? No. I used to be, like, addicted to those things when I was
2: younger. So I just I, – I came close to buying one for this quarantine because I was worried mm-hmm. that maybe I wasn't going to be able to train. But then I mm-hmm. I stayed strong. I stayed strong thinking I would be more productive with my time without it. But I've done nothing productive at all with quarantine other than watch okay, TV. I mean- really.
1: I don't mean to be devil's advocate, but if you do, <laughs> boy, <laughs> we get squad up, kill a bunch of people, hey, have a good time, or get fucking really angry together. <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> that does like, sound like fun. Dude, I remember when I got PS3 and I got introduced to this, like, playing online shit, you know, and I'm playing with, like, my younger brother, like, another professional, like, uh, MMA fighter, like, a fucking... Uh, a Marine and like two division one wrestlers, you know, and we get beat and they'd be talking shit. I'm like, Yeah, you know like I just didn't get it. I'm like, No I am! Like, where do you live? And they're like, Yeah, they're like laughing, I'm like, I'll oh, fuck you up. You like our squad will kill you. Like, yeah, okay. I'm like, ah, I am like losing it. Now I get it, you know. My first got a video games, like I would drop my lady off the club, pick up a sixer, come home like on a Friday night and be like, Oh yeah. Yo, yo, be on your back, like.
0: <laughs> Menace takes his gaming very serious.
1: Not, very well, serious. I try not to because I get, you know, angry.
0: Not as serious as a boy, Chris Wade, but very serious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People are making money, like Greg, like you have, you have kids. You you see what these gamers are making these days?
2: It's crazy how much money they oh, make. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and like yeah. you bust your ass every day, sweating, going. Like you're the best of the best, and there's people out there like, yeah, got him six. Okay, Yeah. yep, yeah. triple kill." And like, Here, here's your million dollar check. Like, what the fuck? I, yes, I'm in this it's... debate. Like, do I let my kids like crush video games or like get yeah. outside and start doing push ups and shit? It's
2: a better, better rip off video games.
1: <laughs> better for your, it's better on your body, right? As long as, you, as long as you don't get fat, though.
0: That's
2: true. Yeah, you That's diabetes true.
0: And shit, you know? yeah, like O'Malley's making money playing video games. Demetrius Johnson, I, I think, I hear Demetrius makes a killing playing video games. <laughs> and then you look at like the FaZe Clan and people like that, or everyone sponsored by G Fuel, they make money playing video games. Yeah. Wh-
2: Whitaker plays a lot of video games too, right?
0: Wh- yeah, Whitaker, yeah. I'm pretty sure, makes money playing video games. But Whitaker does what Menace was saying. I think Whitaker plays, Rich. plays well, he plays games sometimes and turns it into like an interview. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, like, or he'll interview people while he's playing video games. Or maybe yeah. he
1: does interviews while playing video games.
0: Yeah, that's what I just said.
1: i tell you what, if you want to interview me and I don't fucking really want to talk to you, like, yeah. Like, I can play my game I think I can talk, you know.
0: Whoa, yeah. whoa, sh- Hang on. We got, we got a squad. And I'd be...
1: <laughs> Fuck off.
0: We're going to work that out one day. We'll have, like, one right, what,
1: what do you do with your free time? Or it's, like, jujitsu, diet, chill.
0: Well, he said TV. What is he watching? See,
2: yeah, yeah, basically TV. I mean, for, up in this is the first apartment I've had. I've been living full time on the road for probably the last
0: two and a half years. So
2: just basically watching Netflix on there. Now I've got this apartment in uh, in New York. So really, yeah, uh, more of the same, really. Uh, just bullshit on Netflix, documentaries. Everyone was watching fucking Tiger King.
1: What do you think about Tiger King?
2: I, I was captivated, but I do say this I appreciate it more as a non American than an American. You know what I mean? I'm laughing from the outside.
0: Oh, uh, like you guys are idiots. Like, oh, these
2: fucking <laughs> Americans. <Yeah. laughs>
1: That's about right. Yeah.
2: We have, we have the same. We have the Australian version of that. That's some fucking crocodile Dundee shit, really.
0: All right. We've had Jesse. Great Je- movie. No, well, remember we had Jesse Jess on the show. You know yeah. her, Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah. She said Crocodile Dundee is a inauthentic piece of shit.
2: Inauthentic piece of shit. I, I mean, yeah, it's a it's exaggerated,
0: right? It's Americanized I'm, Australian.
2: Yeah. Paul, the guy who played it, Paul, Paul Hogan, he was uh he ended up bailing out of Australia and moved to America. He got in trouble. We made so much money off tourism for Australia with Crocodile Dundee, he just refused to pay taxes in Australia.
0: <laughs> He's like, I've
2: done enough for your country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey.
0: You know? You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> So now you've been on the road. Where have you been? Everywhere?
2: Yeah, but I mean, most of the time between Australia, the U.S., and uh, the U.K., just super fights, seminars, training camps, just the rinse and repeat the whole time. But just got no real break, I guess, because, like, jujitsu guys don't really – we could compete every weekend, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's died down in the news, but how is Australia doing with the wildfires? The wildfires are done, right?
2: Yeah, as far as I know, those – those have completely stopped. I think uh, I just have to let it all grow back and hopefully the animal populations come back as well.
0: Yeah. Cause that's always on that meme of how crazy 2020 has been. Australia burned, coronavirus, Kobe died. It's
2: ridiculous. Ridiculous this year, right?
0: Yeah. And now you're in Manhattan. So what's that like right now? Is it a ghost town? Are people outside? Are you walking around with the mask?
2: Yeah, we have to we have to wear the mask basically full time, or we can get a fine. Now you need the mask for the grocery stores. But yeah, it's a ghost town. It was pretty dicey those first, uh, I think the first two weeks of the shutdown because the streets were empty. Even the cops weren't coming out for those two weeks, and it was like uh, just homeless people. And it was it was pretty dicey because it's like no one's giving them the donations and shit they usually are. So these guys, it was getting wild on the streets.
0: Yeah. And that's something the news almost, I was say, he, we got to get our one friend on who's a cop, a captain in the NYPD. They were saying how a lot of cops were calling in sick and whatnot. And the news at first like reported that. And the police were like, why the fuck would you report that? That pe- Now that people know that we're not out on the streets and they're going to start fucking committing crimes and shit.
2: Yeah, they, they really were not there. I got this, this app that tells you what fucking crazy shit's going on, Citizen or whatever. And I remember... When those cops went out, it was like armed robbery, like uh, mugging, like it was like nonstop. And now, I mean, you walk around still. The cops have got more of a presence, but it's just like guys in like hats, sunglasses, masks. You know what I mean? It's kind of, kind of dodgy.
0: Yeah. It sucks. You
1: know, my my brother sent me a meme, and it was like some guy going into it, like it was like, "Sir, I can't serve you without a mask." And he's like, "If I come back with a or no." I ain't paying for, if I come back on mask. I ain't paying for shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel like this will be life as normal now? The masks will just stay?
0: That's what it's, in,
1: well, well in, Asia's been doing it forever, no? I feel. Yeah,
0: in yeah Man- they committed to it after the Manhattan, first viruses. In Manhattan, because there's so many people per square mile, I think that's going to be the new normal in Manhattan.
2: That'll be weird, right?
0: Yeah, we're on Long well, is there, Island, like, so
1: no contests and shit like that till like 2021 or 2022 or some shit, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Because we're like, what, what we're like 45 have- minutes from the city. It'll be a little different out here, but where you are, it's way yeah. too many people.
2: Yeah, that's that's true.
0: What kind of music you into,
1: Craig?
2: What am I into, man? I listen to a lot of like classic rock and shit. Just put on a classic rock playlist,
1: like ACDC? dc
2: ACDC, yeah. Both uh, Bon Scott and the uh, the British Replacement, yeah.
1: Okay. Like, that's, like, while you're warming up? Do you, do you listen to music and shit, or? You
2: know what? I, I stopped doing it completely. These days, uh, when I, I don't even really warm up. I just go out there, just talk some shit you with do the one guys. one of these? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I uh, try to amp myself up too much, I get, like, uh, I don't know, I just get a bit more nervous for her. I like to just relax, pretend it's not going to happen, and then just walk straight out.
1: Yeah, I like that. I, yo, some of my best like performances, like not like when I go in the gym, before I ever pre- compete, I'd, you know, warm up dumb hard. But if you try to spar, I just be like, I don't feel like fucking dudes. I do like one of these, like, all right, fuck, let's do it. I'd fuck people up. <laughs> it was weird. I'm like, I should just do this before I spar or fight. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, that's funny. Far. The, yeah, being relaxed out there is such an advantage,
0: hey. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews on it. Some people like to like sleep in the locker room before the fight. Some people like to pace and more, you know do that. Like you ever see like guys in MMA, they'll do like a simulated fight before the fight. They'll do like three four rounds on the pads before they go out. Oh wow! It must be great. hard to work
2: out what works for you, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do
1: any other sports growing up?
2: Uh, I played a little bit of basketball, played some Australian rules football, but that's it, really. Got into jiu-jitsu pretty young.
0: So you nice. played Ru- Australian rules football is rugby, right? So the northern
2: states is rugby, and the southern states would be like Australian rules football.
0: Okay. And what's the difference so, between the two?
2: It's, it's kind of hard to describe. So Australian rules football would be like, there'd be like four goalposts. You can run with the ball, you can bounce it on the ground, you can kick it to each other, catch it, you score a goal through the the middle post, would be like six points. The outside would be one point.
1: And there's positions for that, obviously, or like kind of?
2: Yeah, yeah, everyone's got, a, got their designated position. But the game never really stops like rugby or I guess like NFL or something. The game's okay. just a continuous thing. It would only stop if a goal was scored. The same guys are out the whole time, every time.
0: Damn. So obviously, you there's like a lot a of. Why oh, you still oh. going there? What's that?
1: You were like a scorer, or were you a blocker? Right? Is that what like the positions?
2: Uh yeah, but you, um, I'm trying to think. I, w- I w- was not very good, so that would just put me wherever. You know what I mean? Got but um, yeah, you could be like you could be at the defensive end or the uh, the scoring end, but you could run as long as you got the ball. You could head down, head down either end, really. Got
0: you. So there's a lot of people that are like Craig Jones is my favorite grappler or jujitsu guy. Who are some of Craig Jones's favorites? Like who'd you watch as you were coming up?
2: Who do I watch coming up? Uh Marcelo Garcia, bralio Steamer was always uh, a big favorite. I feel like you can tell what time someone started jujitsu by uh who their their favorites are traditionally. You know what I mean? Like oh shit. Sorry, I'm just getting a call, it's declining. Um yeah, like so for me, I was really introduced to around 2009 when Braulio double hit a double gold at ADCC. So that was like the um, the guy for me coming up, similar build and stuff.
0: Did you train with him at all, Menace? I know he was down at the Black Zillions for a little bit. Who? Braulio Estima.
1: Uh, a lot of the Brazilians, you know, have similar <laughs> names to me. <make>, you
0: know. <laughs> now uh, what about Marcelo? He's like, right. No. Oh, sh- I do. I like to do jujitsu jitsu or black belch. <laughs> now you're right in the city. Marcelo's not far from you. Have you ever trained with him?
2: I trained with him when I first visited New York in um, 2014. Went in there and trained. But it was back when I was mostly uh, a geek guy. So I, I got to roll with Marcelo and stuff back then. But uh, I guess the sport was a bit different. And I had a different focus back then.
0: Yeah. And you know how there's like the little bit of politics in jiu jitsu. So it's not like now your Henzo guy, you can't jump over to the Meow brothers and train with them. And you can't jump over to Marcelo's and train with him, right?
2: Yeah. Def- <laughs> definitely not anymore. I guess it's like uh, becomes more real when they actually become your competitors. Like it's one thing to duck around when you're a lower belt. But once you're uh, sort of at the, the top of the team, you don't know, to go train with them would be a bit awkward. I mean, in your home city at least.
0: Is Craig Jones ever open in his own school? Uh,
2: I think one day. Just uh, I just have no idea where I would want to do it. I've spent so much time traveling and stuff. It's like it's so many places to
1: choose. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice question, Stan. Good one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when you after you're done and like you know you're washed up, if you will, like what what else can you? What else can Craig J- Jones do? Like do you have like a fucking like marketing degree or like you go know jiu-jitsu?
2: I got a what well, I got a bachelor's degree in uh psychology but um not enough to practice or anything but yeah I'm am committed to the uh the jiu-jitsu route. I think I'll definitely have to open a gym one day when the competition uh ends.
0: Well I So I'd... with
2: that
1: degree you're, you're
0: doing okay can you tell... so far.
1: Yeah, so with yeah. that degree can you tell like how much of a piece of shit stand is or <laughs> You don't um, need
2: a degree for them.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow. I just um. <laughs> yeah. We like to we like to, you know, make fun of each other here on this show. we have a good time. Well, you, I'm trying, to... I mean, do you I don't know, man, you just break legs and that's it. I feel you don't play video games, you don't you watch TV, you travel a lot. Yeah, basically just like I'd like to talk said. to you about girls and shit like down the road, but you're married and I don't want to get you in trouble. Man.
2: yeah yeah basically pretty pretty boring lifestyle right now just focused entirely on jiu-jitsu
0: well, not bo- i mean it's not boring but like eat sleep know. train and netflix yeah i mean we could be like year.
1: oh so how much time do you spend in the hyperbaric chamber and <laughs> you pump your legs? do you stretch what's your diet like like i don't really care about that you know? yeah
0: <laughs> so now even like it's tricky with jiu especially this leg lock and shit so I've heard, like, John Danner say, like, oh, I want to – he said something like it. It's like, why do you like leg locks? He was like, because I want other people to have a fucked up leg like mine. Uh, yeah. Like, do you <laughs> have any Do you have any remorse once you snap someone's ankle or any thought that goes into it?
2: No. No. No, no remorse. I mean, sometimes it's like a, like if they – like, Vinny on the weekend, I was sort of like, uh, man, like I actually like Vinny. He's a pretty cool guy and stuff. So it's like yeah. I just feel bad that he made me do that. You know, it's like, bro, we didn't need to do it. It was, we didn't need to prove that, you know, that it worked. Just that, feel bad for him, really, you know. <laughs> that,
0: that's like after you break his leg, like, like, why'd you make me do that? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah well, I'm, the thing is, you know, like when like when I was competing, like you signed the dotted line, you fuck.
1: You knew this had potential that I would kill you. And then even <laughs> with jiu-jitsu and even man, like you have at any point in time, be like, enough, I'm good. I've had enough. Well, yeah. you want to stay in there. So listen, I'm a killer. That's
2: what I do. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to to do it in the moment. It's like, uh, but it is, it's like if you apply a right. submission to someone and they're like, uh, and they don't tap and they make you break it, then I always think to myself, like, either they didn't think my technique was good enough to break it. or They didn't think I was going to break it. You know what I mean? Like, what's the thought process when they know they're, they're fucked? You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's what's crazy about the leg locks too. Is um, I forget who said it, but I'm sure a lot of jiu-jitsu guys have said it. You're not even going to feel the pain, or you're going to feel the pain, and when you feel the pain, it's too late with a leg lock.
2: Yeah, basically, if you have like the best is to trust that your opponent has good technique because they're they're so catastrophic. So it's like for me, if someone locks up the grip, once the grip's locked, I'm just going to tap to a leg lock because it'd be like half a second to uh. ACL surgery, you know what I mean, like catastrophic right. injuries there
0: yeah, oh, and even that, Vinny was like, nah, my knee's good, my ligaments are good, it just broke the bone. That's pretty much yeah. what he's saying.
2: yeah, which is super rare you, I mean usually like uh, it's usually guys with flexible hips can dodge pressure on the knee and it breaks the ankle, but uh Vinny's got such flexible uh, hips, knees, and ankles that the next the weakest link in the chain was the uh, was the, the shin bone, bone the fibula. But I mean, it's happened from time to time. I've seen other, I've seen the outside heels especially break people's tibia as well. And that's the real, the real bad one to break. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I don't know, like when I would be training and I would supply, uh, apply submission, it would be 100% right to the point of like, <laughs> they they should like, like to an arm like whoop, like they should like the, my next inch, they should tap. And I would like go hard and then stop right there and just uh. ease into it to get the tap. Do you guys train like that when you are like, when you're about to break and say it was like one more, it's going to (laughs) break. Like, or it's just, Uh, you should have tapped sooner when I had my, my lock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, we focus on like, uh, obviously be pretty careful with, uh, training partners and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is really their responsibility to get that tap off, but I'm not going to be ripping anything. Something we do in the gym, uh, at Hensos is, uh, Whenever we apply an armbar to each other, we won't finish the armbar. We'll give them time to uh, try to hitchhike or escape or try to come up on top to build that uh, defensive response to try and slip out. And if I try to hitchhike and I can't move, then I'll just tap, knowing full well they're not going to break it. And knowing that in competition, probably the break's not going to happen until my movement
0: stops. Right. Yeah, that's a room full of killers, that blue basement.
2: Yeah, so it's it's especially tough uh, tough right now because obviously the quarantine's on, so any of the top guys are really in their train and usually get a few more rest rounds.
1: Silver Fox is still in there, right?
2: Yeah, man, he's good, dude. He looks so good. He's unassuming. so
1: good. I remember going in there. I'm like, dude, this guy is like 90 years old. Like, I'm gonna fucking <laughs> crush his ass, and I'd be going with it. I'm like, I'm like clearly stronger than him. And next thing you know, like my arms like over here, and I didn't like it. Just like he like makes things wander. <laughs> Like, he'll grab it soft, and you're like, I can just rip it out, but I'm like, not going to use my strength, you know? Next thing <laughs> no my arms, I'm like, oh, shit, he's about to fight. Fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> And then, like, after you cast me twice, I'm like, all right, now I got to start muscling up on this fucker.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's amazing what he can do, man, because he does not look capable, right?
0: I feel like that's a room of deceptive killers. Yeah, Like a lot of people you look at and be like I'm about to fucking pretzel this guy up And then before you know it, he's inverted, he's got your leg And you're like, oh my god, it's coming
2: Yeah, yeah for sure, there's definitely some un- Unknown killers in there The worst guys to go with
0: That might be a new thing though now Like when someone goes for your ankle, it's like, oh shit, he's about to Craig Jones me
2: <laughs> hopefully oh, wow. Good marketing
0: He's about to Cause Craig Jones me
1: Because I used to train with uh, Marco Gavau And anytime he would get As soon as he would get the lock, he would just let go and stand up. And I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, that doesn't count as a tack. You just touch your hands together and like, no.
0: Yes. (laughs) But then the flip side of that coin is, remember that time? You know of Marcos Galval?
2: Uh, I I think I know who you're talking about, yeah.
0: Lauro. There was a kid one day. We were doing pro class MMA training. And, like, the round – Lauro was fucking this kid up the whole round. The round ended – and the kid like punched Loro in the back of the head after the round ended. So the whole oh, gym wow. like went to beat this kid up real quick or like get at him and we were all like, yo, yo, yo. And Laura went, No, 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 no. Made us all back up. He was like, We go again. We go again. And Lauro <laughs> tore this kid's whole fucking knee apart. Like immediately sat guard, whirled for a leg lock, and heel hooked this kid. Popped his knee, popped his ankle. Like, you know.
2: <laughs> Sounds very well deserved. Yeah, you yeah. can't.
0: It's as that. It's as dangerous punching someone in the back of the head. Probably more dangerous with the brain. Your leg will heal a little bit, even though it'll be a little fucked up. But yeah, that's some dangerous shit.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. That's and that's something funny with our MMA fighters that train. MMA fighters are always so terrified of leg locks, and I'm like, how are you scared of getting your leg broke when you're happy to to eat concussions? It's just like different look on things, right?
0: Yeah.
1: No, like- I yeah. When I would go to Henzo's, H- 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 I would go with uh heel hook, Eddie.
2: Oh yeah, that's a scary guy. Right, so
1: he would like he, first he would hit his like his main like go to heel hook like get it like all right cool and then he would start hitting from different spots. I'm like all right cool. I'm like bro, if we were fucking MMA, <laughs> I would punch you in the fucking face and break your whole shit. You wouldn't be heel hooking nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't say it like that. But I'm like all right, I get it. You can heel hook me. Go for something else.
2: Yeah. yeah, I I actually never trained with Eddie because he's he's not there anymore. But those are the stories I hear that it would be like uh, if he could heel hook you one time, he's going to do the exact same move a thousand times. I mean. You
0: yeah. hey, go with what works. Yeah, and no like mercy. A, yeah, if it's not broke, don't you know what's the term? If it's not broke, don't. Craig, fix I'm it. a
1: white belt, one stripe. Yeah,
0: no. I
2: mean, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. To you. I'd mix it up a bit.
0: Sandbagger, Craig. He just never trained in the gi, so nobody promoted him
2: nobody promoted promote yourself
1: yeah, yeah the, white belt one stripe. I, I like that i like beating black belts and being i'm a white belt see look it's right here
0: <laughs> and then he'll even sh- he shows the tab nope one stripe see one stripe that almost makes it a little more like oh no he's trained before in the geese got one stripe <laughs> yeah
2: that makes it worse for sure
0: yeah so now seminar games off right now too right yeah did you have a whole bunch lined up that you had to cancel and shit
2: I canceled a few, but luckily I just finished doing a bit of a tour of the U.S. So, like, I think I ended up doing, like, 12 or 13 seminars over a certain amount of weekends. So, I was, like, I was good with having a break off those for a while.
0: Yeah, they could be a lot, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like such a silly thing to complain about, but it's just, like, they can be uh, exhausting. Exhausting running through those, having to, like, uh, obviously teach, speak to everyone, and then try and train with everyone in the room. Everyone's trying to kill you.
1: So two two price or two prices I'm gonna throw out there. Let's say somebody wants to do a Craig Jones uh, seminar, they want you to come do a seminar. What's the what's the cost? What's gonna run them?
2: What's the cost? I usually try and work out uh, just sort of a, a fee per person. It? Yeah, because okay. I used to do a flat rate, but then um, sometimes you show up to a gym, there'd be no one there. Sometimes there'd be a hundred people there, so it's like. Uh, Flat rate. sometimes you get ripped off. So usually I try and do a, a percentage with a gym, try and speak to the gym owner. It's hard, though, because you, you go to a new city. Like if I'm traveling around, maybe I go to somewhere in Europe. You know, you want to pick a gym that everyone's welcome at. But sometimes some gyms hate each other so much, even if they wanted to come to my seminar, if it was at this guy's gym, right. they're like, fuck that. I'm not going, you know? So you got to try and... Semin- do, working out the seminars can be kind of difficult to pick the uh, the neutral ground, you know what I mean?
1: Me, personally, I just be like, I like flat rate. Because if you get two people or whatever, I know what I'm getting paid. That's what it is. Like, if there's two people there, like, you guys should have did better. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah,
2: that <laughs> that's true.
1: And there's a thousand people there. Like, there's good energy. You could fucking, you know. Uh, someone wants Craig Jones to compete. What's your competition rate?
2: What's the competition? So I'll, I'll do it on a sort of a floating scale, right? So if it's like, uh, if it's a... If it's against an opponent that's not going to gain any, um, it's not going to improve me in the, the rankings, basically. It's not going to improve my status in the sport. Okay. I'm going to be looking for a lot of money. But if it's someone that uh, I see as like sort of a legend of the sport, someone that's going to get a lot of eyes on the match, then I'll look to do it for a lot less and let them take the lion's share of the, of the pay because it's sort of the indirect earnings from like DVD sales and just being able to teach bigger seminars and stuff. So I'll really float it depending on the opponent.
1: Because uh, the medicine and the Man are working on doing our own little, you know.
2: Oh shit! Little, yeah.
1: How you doing? And you know, maybe you know, maybe we have Craig Jones. Well, you know, if you don't compete, we have you to show up and just fucking you drink beers and shit. What do you? Do you smoke double lettuce? What, what do you? What's what's going on? Do you party? Not not too much anymore. You know, I mean. Well, I mean, yeah, because you your your schedule's all year. All year long It's not like you have Like all right The sand bracket party Cause Yeah That's
2: why I'm envious MMA fighters Like they'll get into a camp They'll have the fight They'll have a fucking blowout And they'll get back to it You know But it's like Sometimes it's like I compete every Month Every three weeks
0: Yeah But yeah I like where you were going With that menace And especially now That Craig Jones is in New York That's where we were doing it We were doing it Right over the bridge in Queens And then we eventually Want to go to New York But now this shit's going on We had an event for April 11th, and the coronavirus killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Shit. We were going to do amateur MMA fights with some Submission Underground style matchups, like, you know, Algermane Sterling. Yep, yep. We had him. He was going to do one. We had a couple of girls, you know. Oh, um, he
1: would like this one. We were going to have uh, Blonde Fighter and, and that girl, Sonny, that trains over there. Yep, yep. Versus uh, Jessica Penne and
0: uh, Beck, Beck Rollins. Beck
1: Rollins. Oh shit! Sure. That'd, that'd get some good buzz, hey.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah no. You guys have to rebook that.
0: You know Katya, the blonde chick from Henzo's? the blonde one. Yeah, she's yeah. she's for
2: the title, right? Oh yeah. no, you. Or Ka- K-
0: that's Caitlyn. Yeah, Lynn. yeah. Kate, we were gonna yeah, have Caitlyn, yeah. and then we're gonna have Katya. Katya's the one who just does jiu-jitsu. One of has girls. Right. Yeah, there's t- two of them. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna have her on. We had a few Henzo guys, and then we had a few of the you know the Egyptian wrestlers at Henzos.
2: I don't know. I don't think I met those guys. Yeah,
0: there's a group of Egyptian wrestlers that trained at Henzo's. We had a few of them that were going to fight MMA fights, but this fucking coronavirus. But when, when we... do you
2: guys reckon it'll be? You guys will be able to do it again?
0: Could be a long time. Hey. Yeah, we were rescheduled. In summer, maybe I don't know. We yeah. had rescheduled for May 30th, but they shut everything down until at least June, so we fall in that window. So maybe July, August, depending on. What they do, but then even that, we were talking last episode when you when we finally do an event, we're almost going to be like guinea pigs, where people are who's we don't even know if people are going to come out for it, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's the scary part. It's like uh how scared will people still be when things open back up? Or we well, go, Craig
1: Jones, you come, I'll have a custom Craig Jones mask. I'll take <laughs> uh, drinks wherever you want. We'll hang out, have a good time, you know, make fun of people, whatever you want to do.
2: <laughs> yes, that sounds good. Yeah.
0: And what we're working on is maybe going big dog status like Uncle Chael and trying to put on a show with no fans for the first one.
2: Oh, yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Frank about it, Menace. Maybe we'll do something okay. like that just to appease the sponsors and to let the fighters know that we want to be the fighters show.
2: Okay. Well, you guys should do I mean, Chao hasn't gotten busted yet. Yeah, we'll get busted. Yeah, but on. he's over
1: there in fucking Oregon. Does anyone <laughs> yeah, even know there? Like...
2: Yeah, it's it's in a random uh, bond.
1: Or New York is fucking the last for everything. Like MMA, anything cool, New York's like no, stop, no, you can't have guns, don't smoke weed.
0: <laughs> anything. Oh, you, oh, you're not. You don't want to wear a mask? Jail or fine. You know they're not fucking around here. We got uh, a lot of liberals.
2: At least we don't have the the snitch law where you get no uh, you get paid to snitch people around.
0: Yo, we had we weren't getting paid for it, but we had the snitch thing. the Blasio, the mayor, had uh, they the... sending
2: the dick pictures, right? Yeah,
0: he was getting dick pits <laughs> and fucking uh, not, <laughs> like SWAT stickers and Nazi shit sent to him. Stan, yeah, that's you funny. You
1: should have shot, Stan.
0: I should have, I didn't though. Everyone You're else handled weird. that. Nah, you did. Yeah. You, sh- you show him your fucking fire crotch. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> never i would never send a dick pic to another dude come on hey, you're in, man. <laughs> No. <laughs> but craig you're the man we'll definitely uh we'll slide in your dms and see maybe if we can work something out in the future because now that especially that you're in new york if you were in australia or another part of the country we would have flown you in but that would have bored our budget up a little bit but now it'll be a little uber car ride right over so
2: uh awesome yeah yeah i'm keen for it.
0: And then also, we've been to we did an episode at Henzo's. We had Henzo and you know Steve Maraboli. Yep, yep. Yeah. We had them on the show. Maybe when this whole quarantine is done, we're gonna come back in the Henzo's and maybe we'll get you live there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that'll be that'll be a lot of fun.
0: Fucking bro, out you know.
1: Yeah, Yo, we sure. actually we need to get Donna, her on the fucking show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm the only podcast he's done is Rogan, I think, rap. But you guys so, can
0: pull it up,
1: dude. But, he's. Like if if you're if he told me he cut off someone's head, I'd be like yeah, that's sounds about right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Well, what I did was I took the knife, and when I took the knife, I sliced them <laughs> like this, you know."
2: Well, my my theory is he's the uh, Long Island serial killer.
1: Uh, oh, the Gilgo Beach. Yeah, killer?
0: <laughs> <Bro. Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's either him or my friend Rob. It's either him or Rob Bones Menace, the my bodybuilding <laughs> friend.
1: Oh my god.
0: Donovan blows your boy out of the fucking water. No, I'm saying who would be the Long Island serial killer? Like Rob has those qualities too. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Wanna but- give him the story? He'll like it. Oh, which one? There's many ones. Which the one? power tool ones. Oh yeah. So my friend, he sent me a video. He said, and he, bro, he now has recycled that video, and he has. I'm an essential worker. And he. Oh had, wow. He took a sawzall, like you know, a sawzall, like a power tool yeah and he put a dildo on the end of it and then he had a girl over and he was using the power tool you know Yeah, Yo. he put on a hard hat put on like a an orange vest and then fucking he sent me a video like oh i'm about to go to work Showed me the power and then he goes like this and the camera pans out and it's a girl laying there and he's using the power tool on her he was like it could have gone really bad
1: had that fallen off and the blade like it would have been a mess in here i would have had
0: to- fucking barrier dude well he said because he's like, a brave girl i'm like how'd you do that yeah, right <laughs> she probably didn't know she had no clue i'm like how'd you, didn't you do know there's a real blade underneath there i'm like how'd you do that and he said i just slid the blade into the dildo and then i'm like bro you're fucking nuts he's like bro if that thing slipped i'd be calling you up to help me hide a body instead of sending you this video and i was like bro you're a fucking <laughs> idiot
2: but, but we need yeah, to he get- might be he might be the guy
0: we need to get Dan Huron on <laughs> and Gordon Ryan. We've almost had Gordon yeah. on before. We played a little phone tag with him. He's good friends with Kyle Serm but yeah. we just haven't landed that plane yet. Yeah. But we're big fans of Craig Jones. We yeah. appreciate you for coming on the show, and we'll definitely uh, do this again. Thanks for having me. For sure, guys. Thank you. All right. Stay All safe right, out mate. there. All, All right. right. <laughs> oh, so yep. Yeah. And, and next time, I'll do a shoey for you. Oh, Oh, fuck yeah. I'll do a show with you guys as well. Oh, I like that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love this. I love this where this is going. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, bro. Catch you later.